You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 4, a podcast dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the future of housing and services for seniors. This podcast is powered by supporting partners Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas. We want to welcome a wonderful guest on our program today, John Peterson with Seniors for Seniors out of Colorado. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Lucas. You're so welcome. Well, John, you know, this is such a heartwarming story and something that is so needed centered in around the topic of seniors and isolation. So isolation around older adults has uh, uh, been a big talking point, and it's certainly one of the big qualities that congregate care can offer, but oftentimes there is some gaps that need to be bridged. Talk to us about your son, Eric, and yourself, and tell us the why behind the story of Seniors for Seniors. Okay, thank you, Lucas. So my son, Eric uh, Peterson, he, um, he he's worked as a senior care, uh, pro, as a care provider in a senior facility, older adult facility. And when he was working there, he obviously is interacting on a daily basis with many um, and observing many uh, older adults. And during that time period, um, he he saw that there was a, a real challenge that many of them faced. And this is pre-COVID times as well, but with feelings of isolation and loneliness. And often that led to depression. And um, and his heart just reached out to them. And he he wanted to do something to um, to help that group of people that he was associating with to bring greater happiness and, enri and uh, enrichment to their lives. And along with that, one of the things he found too is he heard incredible stories. These the life experiences of these older adults um, are incredible. The things that they can share with us, the uh, the perspective that they can provide to us as far as how we can. Maybe they can help us overcome uh, challenges that we're facing today. And he also saw some of those people pass on. And as a result, those life stories and those life experiences, you might say, expired. Um, there was nobody there to share them. He thought that was a great waste. And, um, and he also uh, saw that, that the youth, particularly high school age youth, we're experiencing similar challenges with isolation and loneliness and depression. And we hear about that and the, the worst manifestations of that are what we hear about with teenage suicide. And that occurs with the older adults sometimes as well. Um, and so Eric had the idea that if there's a way we can bring them to these uh, two groups together where they could uh, provide friendship and, and uh, interactions with each other, and the seniors, uh, older adults, they could act as mentors to the youth. And the youth can go ahead in some ways, you know, perhaps regarding technology, even be a mentor to the older adult as well. And that's how Seniors for Seniors, uh, uh, the idea behind it formed. And then it's been uh, developed since that time. And in December of uh, 2019, we were actually approved as a 501c3 organization. Wow. Well, this is really exciting um, to dive into. I know a lot of our listeners may not have heard of, of seniors for seniors, and hopefully after hearing this episode, uh, 
your phone and your son's phone is ringing off the hook to find out more. But, you know, one of the things that strikes me about what you were talking about there in describing both the young and the old is the um, isolation. And I think uh, obviously over the last year, year and a half, um, many of us have felt isolated. Um, it's also interesting though, you know, we've, we've talked about this, but we're probably more connected from a digital standpoint than what we've ever been. But I think one of the things that is lacking in our relationships and probably leading to the isolated feelings is just the intentionality that we, we lack an intentionality about building relationships with people. You see what people want you to see, but how often do we actually pick up the phone? How long, how often do we actually pay someone a personal visit? How, how often do we actually um, ask someone how they're doing and, and take time to listen to how they're doing? Um, and so I love the intentionality behind this. And I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about how you facilitate the relationship between that maybe that high schooler, that younger adult and that older adult, what are you guys using as your means of communication and building a relationship so that this isolation feeling is, is not nearly as bad? Well, once we've identified uh, volunteers that, uh, that the older adult volunteers, as well as the youth volunteers that want to participate, um, what we do, and we've seen from what we've seen uh, with what other similar organizations trying to accomplish, this is somewhat unique. And that is, we try to connect them based upon shared interests. And so um, right at the beginning, once they, one of the first things we share with them is an interest survey. For the older adults, uh, we can um, give them a phone call and fill it out over the, over the phone if they struggle with it in some ways from technology or other perspective. And the, the youth, no problem at all. We send them over a fillable PDF. They fill it out, send it back to us, and then we uh, uh, connect them together based upon those interests. Now, the, an ideal situation is if we can, when we can find that that high school-aged youth is interested in a career that one of the senior volunteers worked in. And talk about a perfect opportunity uh, for the, the older adult to be able to share information with that youth. And that's why we feel like doing it based upon interests and particularly career interests is so valuable. Now, we can't always do the career interests, but then what if we can find a, an interest in other areas that we, where we can connect them? But we've had success both ways. An example is there was a, a person, a youth that was interested in a career at the FBI. And I just happened to know a retired FBI agent. Um, and we connected the two of them. So you can imagine how useful that would be. And so it's, so what, if you think about what, what I just described is really a, quite a simple thing, isn't it? It really and, is. Yeah. And yet if by making those, and the next step after that, by the way, once we make those connections, we do a three-way phone call. We introduce them to each other and get them going, get that conversation started and make sure that they're setting the appointment for the next conversation uh, before they finish that one. And when we've done that, what's it's interesting because amazing things happen because they find out that, wow, they're learning from each other from the very beginning and they're being uplifted through the experience. So, uh, John, a question I have, um, you know, I would say we have a vast number of listeners. Um, 
I would say most of which either work in a senior care community of some type or they manage multiple senior living properties with a lot of older adults living in them that I know over the last year, many of them have faced um, the dilemma of feeling isolated because of protocols in the communities and things like that. Um, if there's a, a listener um, or someone viewing this on YouTube that is like, man, you know, that makes sense. What are the steps a community would take with your organization to get a program like this started in their community? It's really actually very simple. Uh, it's a matter of going to the website, Seniors for Seniors, as with the number four, uh, as it shows in the icon or the logo, SeniorsForSeniors.org. And there it gives an overview of the program. Uh, there's a, a landing page they click on, fill in the information, express interest, or they can email us. The email address is givingback at seniorsforseniors.org. And, uh, and the, and the uh, participants, the, the youth or the older adults can actually register right there online and uh, start the process. That's how easy it is. The way we describe it for the senior uh, communities is all we need is the name of an interested person and a phone number, and we can take it from there. Because we, I know you, with all your, with your background in the industry, you recognize that they have plenty on their plates in the senior communities right now. They're facing a lot of challenges as far as sufficient manpower and resources. So we don't want to put anything more on their plate. But this is something that it could greatly improve the, um, the life experience that they're having that their residents are having uh, while they're living uh, in those communities. John, let's yeah. get into some storytelling because I know you have to have some amazing stories of these relationships that have been built. Can you recall some special relationships or some stories around a senior and a senior coming together? Um, Yes, and I wish I prepared for this a little bit better so I can just read it for you. But let me just do my best to describe one. Um, so we actually got a really good start in August of 2020. Uh, we had a high school. They sent the invitations out. We had, I think it was 32 youth responded. They wanted to participate in the program. And But think about what was happening as far as with, with those senior communities in August of 2020. Uh, they were in lockdown, weren't they? And so we had a challenge of making the connections. Um, but just a few months ago, uh, one of the facilities opened back up. We went out there, made a presentation to the, uh, to the residents, and we had some of them express interest. One of them was named, is, is named Ruth. And there's this young lady named Reagan. And she waited about eight or nine months before she got her connection. And but soon after she went and made her first visit. Now, these visits could be done face-to-face. -face. We think that's ideal. But in many situations, it, it can't happen that way for restrictions or other uh, logistical issues. So it can be done by uh, Zoom meetings like this. It could also be done by telephone. All of those things work. And But uh, Reagan actually went there, spent about 40 minutes, it sounds like, with Ruth took a picture a selfie with with her uh with ruth in her wheelchair and and what uh, reagan said she couldn't believe how much 
perspective and, and how interesting the, the life experiences that Ruth shared with her, how, how valuable they were to her. And she says that it was, it was a highlight, one of the greatest highlights that she'd had recently in her life, having that short interaction with Ruth. And she said, and Ruth expressed the same type of thing with me. And she says it was worth the wait. Um, and anyway, I can give you some more as well if you want them. <laughs> yeah, we do. You know, that sounds like uh, like a podcast, 40 Minutes with Ruth, <laughs> the story <laughs> behind intergenerational communication and relationships. <laughs> and and Ruth is well. And Ruth is not a youngster. Uh, one of the other uh, people we have, she's in 92 years old. Her name's Neva, and uh, boy, that girl can talk. But anyway, um, she's wonderful, very entertaining actually. But we connected her with a young lady named Isha. Isha graduated this last year. They had a great relationship, and Neva came out of that saying, "Can I continue to to maintain that relationship with Isha?" Um, and, and she wants, and Neva wants to participate some more, get connected with another youth and continue to do it. And, um, anyway, those are some of the results. You know, how many, uh, connections, I know that you guys are, you just got your five, uh, you know, I think it's 501c3, uh, status and, um, just recently, how many connections have you guys been able to make over uh, the past number of years? Well, we've only been doing it. We, we, if you look at our start, we found out in December, actually in February, we were getting ready to launch it with a multi multiple sites waiting for a final approval. And that's right when COVID hit. Mm. And so we, we were focused then on person to person uh, visits. We had to step back. And actually, it was a benefit because we realized we didn't have, to have it so limited. So we are not anywhere close to where we want to be. But where we're at right now is about a dozen connections. Actually, we we know we think of the, literally the hundreds of youth and, and uh, older adults can benefit from this. Uh, but we even have interest coming from India and China and Europe. Uh, I've heard about it, and um, and all over North America. Well, you know, I hope uh, this helps to launch Seniors for Seniors. It's a great concept, a great idea. Uh, we definitely need all the options that are out there available and the tools for communities to use to help fight isolation, but also just the wealth of information shared between young and old. We've talked about that a lot on our program, the intergenerational programs like this that exist. So it's good for the young. It's good for the old, something that society needs, something that our industry needs more of. So we obviously wish you guys the best and hope this is a great uh, continued launching pad for you and your mission, your organization, love the heart behind it and the intentionality in building relationships with older adults. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share. By, by the way, one thing, this common question, what does it cost? There's no cost to the, all the, the participants. There's no cost to senior communities. There's no cost to the schools or youth organizations. And at um, some point, we'll have to get some funding. But up at this point, we're just uh, basically funding it with the board members and are made up largely by family. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Um, it's a no brainer. What a great thing and a great positive outcome 
John Peterson, Seniors for Seniors out of Colorado. Thanks for joining our show today. Thank you, Lucas, and thank you, Josh. And thank thanks you. to our listeners for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with host Josh Crisp and Lucas McCurdy. If you are informed, educated, or influenced by this episode, we want to know. Leave a comment on social media or contact us in the show notes. Powered by supporting partners, Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com.